helped defend the church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Family Life International presents Father Nicholas Grace of the Institute of the Incarnate Word. To learn more about the Institute, go to www.ive.org. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in Noah's day, so will it be when the Son of Man comes. For in those days before the flood, people were eating, drinking, taking wives, taking husbands, right up to the day. Noah went into the ark, and when they suspected nothing till the flood came and swept all away. It will be like this when the Son of Man comes. Then of two men in the fields, one is taken, one is left. Of two women at the milestone grinding, one is taken, one is left. So stay awake, because you do not know the day when your master is coming. You may be quite sure of this, that if the householder had known at what time of the night the burglar would come, he would have stayed awake and would not have allowed anyone to break through the wall of his house. Therefore, you too must stand ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In today's first Sunday of Advent, I'd like to briefly, in a certain context, talk about the meaning of Advent, and then in the second point, to examine what is our relationship to Advent. Advent coming from the Latin word Adventus, meaning coming. Coming of our Saviour, coming of Christ. To see if we're prepared for that coming. In the sacred scripture, there's clearly three comings of the Lord. Traditionally we talk about two, but really there's three. There's Coming in humility, the little baby comes to Bethlehem. There's the coming in the Eucharist, in charity, on our altars. And thirdly, the definitive coming of our Lord in glory and majesty at the end of the world. Now the first Advent is past. The Eucharistic Advent is here in our present. And the final coming is in the future. Let's analyze these briefly. Our Lord came in humility as a defenseless little baby in the poor stable of Bethlehem. He didn't come with fireworks or glory or trumpets. Why though? Why is this? I think certainly one of the answers to the question is God want us to, wanted us human beings to understand what he really values. I think it's a kind of a countermeasure against the sin of Adam and Eve, the pride of Adam and Eve. The sacred scripture, the book of Sirach, tells us that pride is the start of all sin. Spirituality tells us, on the other hand, that humility is the foundation of all grace. In other words, pride turns us away from God, but humility opens us up to God, opens us up above all to His grace. 
And Christ taught us that when he entered the world as a baby, right till the end. At the Last Supper, if you remember, Jesus said, I came not to serve, but to be served. Rather, I came not to be served, but to serve others. He made it very clear. Now this is very important because it has a strict relationship to the coming of Christ in charity on the altar, the Blessed Eucharist. Think about this. The all-powerful, infinite, immense God gives Himself over to our power, is present body, blood, soul, and divinity under the form of a simple little white wafer. Because He's humble. He's able to lower Himself to that for us, for love of us, for charity. He's able to do it because He's humble, and He does it because He shows He loves us. However, this is very different to the final and definitive Adventus coming of our Lord in glory as a rigorous judge to do what judges do. Judge. But again here we have to be very clear because there is a, as I've said before, a particular judgment and the universal final definitive judgment. Particular judgment. When we die, we go to Christ. The soul separates from the body. We go to Christ and He'll judge us according to whether we've lived our lives in a good way or a bad way. But in a good way or a bad way, not according to what I think is good, but according to what God says is good. Ten Commandments and the Eleventh Commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. That's what we're judged on. But then, at the end of the world, Christ will return on the clouds with the angels accompanying Him to judge the living and the dead. The dead who will raise up out of their graves, unite their souls to their bodies, and in that moment, all things will be made clear. All people from all ages, from all places, will be judged. And friends, Advent, in a very particular sense, is designed to prepare us for that second coming. So, I thought it would be useful to kind of examine in our second point our relationship to these various comings of Christ in an effort to prepare ourselves a little bit for it. So firstly, by receiving baptism, we acknowledge that Christ came in the past, first Adventus, We recognize this, we acknowledge it, or those who had us baptized, those who we trust. Secondly, by receiving Christ in the Blessed Eucharist, we embrace His coming, His Adventus in the present. And thirdly, if we truly live in a Catholic manner, we show to the Lord that we are vigilant, that we are ready, that we are preparing for His definitive coming. The translation in the text today isn't good. The word our Lord used is be vigilant. And if he says that, should we not ask ourselves, in relation to what I already said, do I live out correctly my baptismal vows? Do I even know what they are? 
Do I give Christ to others as Christ has given Himself to me? You have freely received, freely give. What does that mean? It means, have I brought one person to the knowledge of God this year? Have I brought one person back to the church this year? Have I even brought a person in to pray in the church, to light a candle, to visit the Blessed Sacrament? And regards myself, do I really consider myself vigilant and living in a Catholic manner? If Christ came back on the clouds today to this earth, would I be ready to go to heaven? I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Need to be better. That's a fact. Friends, how we treat God greatly influences how we treat our other people and even ourselves. Advent is a time to examine these relationships. Whether I have a relationship with God and whether I encourage others to have one also. Whether I facilitate others to have a relationship with God. Now this responsibility is on all people. All Catholics, all Christians. Grandparents with their grandchildren. Parents with their own children and work colleagues. Priests above all with their parishioners. Friends, we have four weeks. Four weeks to prepare ourselves for the Christmas coming of Christ. Four weeks to prepare our family members and friends to come to Christ this Christmas, to come to church, to come to Mass. As we end 2016, and finally, we have four weeks to ensure that those same persons return to Christ, return to church when we start 2017. For Advent is not only about remembering when Christ came as a little child to love, but it's about preparing for when he will return as a rigorous king to judge. If now in the present we bring back to the faith those we love, then in the future they will be loved by the king and not judged. So let's entrust this Advent effort of ours to bring ourselves and others back to a deeper love of God. Let's entrust it to our Blessed Lady, present and instrument of the first coming, the first advent of Christ. As we pray, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today. Mm-hmm.